Praise God. I tell you, God's been doing something in this place. It has been absolutely phenomenal. Amen. And no man can get the glory for this, but God gets all the glory. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Pastor Allen's back with us tonight. And I tell you, I'm always uh, just appalled by what God is doing through people and how God uh, changes our lives. How many know we don't always have the same experience all the time? And uh, I was expecting, I was looking for another group here. I don't know if they're here tonight or if they're on their way. But I was really wanting uh, many of them to hear Pastor Allen's testimony. And, uh, but, you know, I feel an anointing to preach. I really do. And, uh, and I believe breakthrough is coming. So um, they may come in a little bit later on. And if they do, I want you to share. Um, and he's here. He's not going nowhere. Come on, somebody. Amen. And Brother Lord is with him. And this young man is in ministry. I met him. Uh, praise the Lord. I used to have dreads like that. Come on, somebody. Amen. But the devil stole him. Hello. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But it's just good to be in the house of the Lord. But he's on fire for God, and I, and I love that. They're winning their city. They're winning their city for the kingdom of God, and I believe that's what's happening. God's healing the house. Amen. And after he heals the house, come on now. He's preparing you for the harvest that's coming in. Thank you, Lord. Lady Webb is back with us tonight. First Lady, we thank God for her being with us. And... Uh, we thank God for a pastor and first lady of this church. They're just some incredible people, and we love them. And if you can't love them, then you need to run to the altar. Come on, somebody. And I'm serious. They, I mean, the love of God just oozes from their life. And, 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 and how many know that doesn't happen everywhere? Come on now. Amen. I, I know some stuck-up people in ministry, and, uh, but they're not here. Amen. I'm talking about people in Missouri, so don't y'all get nervous. Come on now, y'all. You can loosen up a few minutes. You know, some of the most stuck-up people you'll ever meet go to church. Okay. And if there's one or two here tonight, I'm going to find you. Come on, somebody. So don't get nervous. Nobody's nervous but the stuck-up people. Come on. Amen. To the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah is where we're going to share. My God, didn't we have a deliverance service in here the other night? My it seemed like the residue of that anointing is still in this place. Praise God. Jeremiah chapter number 18 tonight. I'm going to talk about something that's so important uh, to all of us as believers. And uh, it's amazing how you can quote a scripture and people have heard the scripture and they think they've heard the message, but not necessarily. And uh, I remember, you know, I used to take notes all the time. When I was just a little college student, I had gotten saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And, um, you know, I came out of a denominal church, let me say it like that. And, um, you know, we didn't know what, um, you know, the power of God was, and, or we hadn't experienced it on that level. Uh, we certainly didn't know what speaking in tongue was. Come on, somebody. Oh, that literally freaked me out. Amen. I'm just being honest. I went to one of those churches. I sat all the way at the back. Come on. Amen. I was ready to bust a move just any time. 
So I know how some of you, amen, Catholic feel. Just wave at me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's all right. Amen. And, uh, but I tell you, there's something about the moving of the Holy Spirit. And uh, out there I'd gotten saved, and, and I would just write down, amen, uh, I took notes on everything. And then there would be times, maybe two months later, a uh, pastor would turn to uh, a chapter that uh, he had preached from maybe three months. And I said, I had the subject, I had the note, and I said, oh, I've heard this message before. And he would stand up and say, no, you've heard, you've heard me read the scripture, but you hadn't heard the message. It was just like he was reading my mind, you know. And, uh, and sometimes people think we forget, you know, what we preach before, but we don't. But it's just like Holy Spirit saying, this is the direction I want you to go. And um, I believe there are people in this room and there are those that are watching that you've gone through some things in life. And let me just assure you tonight that nothing in the kingdom of God will be wasted. I need you to turn and look at somebody and tell them whatever you've gone through, nothing will be wasted. Every tear you've shed, it won't be wasted. Every pain that you've incurred, nothing will be wasted. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. And, and the things you went through, you're like, oh, God, this don't make any sense to me. But let me tell you something. You have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, everything you've gone through, you're going to be able to use it down the road to bring ministry to somebody else. Oh, I'm telling you, you need to hold on. That's why, amen, when you go through something, that's why you don't throw in the towel and get mad and leave the church. Even if it was a bad church experience, you're going to be able to encourage someone to stay in the church. Stay, come on now. Amen, I don't understand it. You know, people get hurt on their jobs, but they clock in every day. Oh, yeah, you're going back to work. Amen. Some of y'all, you know, you, you, you work with hypocrites and you say, well, there are some hypocrites in the church. Well, if I work with them, I can worship with a few. Hello. Come on. I'm not going to let nobody stop my praise. Come on now. I'm serious. I'll just dance right on around them. Can you say amen? Excuse me. Come on. But I'm getting my praise on. God's been good to me. I'm serious. Amen. He's been good to me. So, amen. Tonight, I'm going to deal with brokenness. And it's, it's, it's a powerful message because sooner or later, if you hadn't gone through it, everybody's going to go through brokenness in the church. God's not going to shield you from hurts and pains, but he will protect you. Amen. Oh, it's getting, getting quiet in here. Amen. Because, you know, we love victory, but there's no victory without battles. Okay, I better get to the word before I lose y'all. Come on, somebody. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1. Amen. Come on, read it with me. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Not your words, but my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, amen, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made, the clay, was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, amen, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Now, if you don't read this carefully, it almost sounds like he threw the one away and he makes another one. But the scripture said, and he made it again. Did he make another one? No, he made the same one. Amen? It was marred, but he made it again. Come on now. It was broken, but he made it again. 
He didn't throw it away and say, well, I'll just make another one. No, he made it again. That's, that's important. And let that resonate in your spirit because oftentimes when we read this, we feel like God just started all over again or the potter started all over again and he made a new vessel. No, he made a new vessel out of the old vessel. Hello. And oftentimes you have to understand, sometimes God takes us through a brokenness, amen, and a breaking in our life because he wants to pour new wine. But he can't pour new wine into old wineskins because the fermentation of the new, come on somebody, will break the the old brittle wineskins. Come on. Praise God. God wants to do a new thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I sense in this house tonight that he's getting ready to pour new wine. In the old wine skins. Come on, somebody. Amen. Welcome to the new. Isaiah 43 says, Behold, I'll do a new thing. Come on, somebody. Amen. And you know, God's not going to waste his time pouring new wine into old wine skins that can't handle, amen, the new. So now he's preparing us for what he has prepared for us. Whoa, somebody tweet that. That's good. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, I'm going to eat my own cooking tonight. Is that all right? Praise the Lord. If y'all don't say amen, I'll just say amen to myself. I'll, I'll witness to the word myself. Amen. I'll say, preach, Ronnie Ware. Preach. Thank you, sir. Verse 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine, O house of Israel. I need you to look at somebody and tell them I'm still in his hands. Come on, somebody. Tell them broken, but still in his hands. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight that you called us here for such a time as this. Holy Spirit, have your way in this house. Let your word go forth with power, signs and wonders, and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. Don't let a one of us leave the way we came. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouted amen. Amen. On your your way down, just shout, broken, but I'm still in his hands. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, oftentimes when people hear messages like this, sometimes they want to run to the door or or run for the door. Come on now. Because nobody really likes to talk about brokenness and having to go through some things. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But you're going to be better uh, after after the, the breaking. It's like a a dentist sitting you down in the chair and telling you he's got to drill through. Hello. And and everybody's looking like, oh, Jesus. Amen. And and I can remember a couple years ago, the night that I was supposed to preach in Texas. Y'all were there. Amen. You were in the conference in Texas. I had a severe toothache. Dude, that hadn't bothered me in 20 years. And I had to preach. So I was up like 3.30, 4 o'clock the morning, the night. Prior to me preaching, and I tell you, I was rebuking the devil all night, but he wasn't going nowhere. Come on, somebody. Have you ever rebuked him and he just looked right back at you? Come on, somebody. And, and, and so, uh, I mean, I had to go through that, and I flew home and, and looked like when we, went, when we were airborne, and my God, I don't know what it was, uh, the cabinet pressure, is, I felt like my head was about to come off, and, and I called uh, my dentist, um, when I had um, landed in St. Louis, and I said, hey, 
I need some relief. And he says, when you get home, I'll open the office. And he was so kind. And he says, I'm going to get you some relief. But he says, I got to drill through for just a moment. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt for just a little bit now. Have you ever heard that before? Just a tiny bit. Okay, and you see a needle that long. And you want to say, let me poke you and see if, you know, if it'll hurt you just a tiny bit. You know, like the old folks used to whoop you and say, it's going to hurt me worse than it's going to hurt you. You want to say, that's bull crap. Come on, give me the bell. I ain't getting no help in this church. Come on, somebody. Amen. How in the world are you whipping me? It's going to hurt you more than it's hurting me. Well, give me the bell. You turn around and bend over. Okay, I'm just checking out my crowd tonight, all right? And so, and I remember in just a, a, a few minutes, I promise you, yeah, there was a little pain and there was a sting in my gums, but shortly thereafter, it was a sigh of relief. And I said, "Woo, thank you, Lord. And, uh, and I instantly felt better because of the pressure that was released. Come on now. Amen. And we don't like to hear about root canals and things like that. Some of you squirm in your seat right now. Don't worry. We're not at a dentist's office. I'm just talking about my experience, okay? Amen. Some of you are going to cancel your appointment next week. I ain't going. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and so here's what happens. Amen. When you deal with brokenness, amen, oftentimes people, amen, they, they you know, uh, they refrain from that. They don't want to, to really hear that, but they want the power that comes as a result of going through. Now, now this is important because uh, anybody that God uses is going to go through brokenness. I don't care who you are. I don't care. How much alphabet you got in front of your name? Come on, somebody. You can be doctor, apostle, bishop, or whoever. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, everybody's going to go through a season of brokenness. But I promise you, if you survive the test, you're going to come out, amen, and you're going to be meat for the master's use. God, I feel it tonight, amen, because number one, God uses broken things. God uses broken people. Come on now, amen, and you have to understand, oftentimes, he allows us to go through the brokenness so that the oil can flow out of our lives. Whoa, come on somebody. Amen. God makes those that he breaks and then he turns around and breaks those that he makes. Because, amen, anyone that's been broken, amen, they're close to the heart of God. And I'm going to prove it to you in the scripture from Old Testament to New Testament. My God, if I gave you all the examples of brokenness in the Bible, amen, I, I tell you, you, you would really be shocked. I'll just give you just to name a few. What about the broken tablets in the Old Testament? Come on now, the Ten Commandments. What about, what about the broken net? I preached on it uh, a week ago, amen. You remember where the net began? to break uh, what about uh, the broken bread where Jesus broke bread and he fed the 5,000 come on plus women and children amen well, notice he blessed it he broke it and then they distributed it he broke it he blessed it and then they distributed it you know what that means you're worth more when you're broken you can minister to more people after you've been broken. Come on, somebody. Amen. And this is why, amen, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, amen, when you have people in church that's never gone through anything, they sit up and be Judge Judy's in the church. Come on. And I'm coming after you tonight, Judge Judy, wherever you are. Come on. Amen. And they have a spirit, amen, of condemnation. And they have a spirit of judgmentation. And all they do is just judge people all the time. Come on. Until they go through something. 
Hello. They judge your children. Hello, somebody. What about the little girl that got pregnant out of wetlock? Come on. Amen. And we hammer down on them. And we almost want to throw them out the church until your daughter gets pregnant. Oh, it's getting quiet. I don't know which side to preach on. Everybody looking at me funny. I've been here long enough. I know the exit doors. I know how to get out of here. Amen. Uh, David, go start the truck. It's getting tight in here. And so here's what happens. Amen. Oftentimes we want judgment for others, but we want mercy for ourselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then we judge things too quick. Amen. We talk about people and we don't really know what they're going through. I know y'all don't do that down here. I'm talking about Missouri, so don't you get nervous. Come on, somebody. Uh, somebody may go through a divorce in the church. And, and then, you know, instead of praying about it, we started whispering about it. Oh, I can't believe, I can't believe, you know, she left Richard. Richard is such a nice guy. Well, you go live with him for a month. And see if your testimony don't change. I hope we don't have any Richards in here tonight. <laughs> if, you, if you are Richard, just act like you don't know who I'm talking to. Hello. Oh, God. He divorced Sarah? Not Sarah. My God. She's sweeter than sugar. Okay. You go live with Sarah for about three days. And see if you don't do what Jesus did. On the third day, he rose and got up out of there. Come on, somebody. Praise God. I better get out of here, Pastor. It's getting tight in here. Amen. So don't judge because you don't know what people are really going through. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we have a tendency. And this is why I tell, you know, family folks to, uh, you know, married couples to not tell your family everything that go on in your home. Hello. Because you're reporting back to mama and big brother, and they're ready to whip your husband. Come on. And a week later, y'all done kissed up and made up again. And guess what? Y'all are okay, but you still got an army that's ready to kill you. Come on now. They hadn't forgotten what happened, amen, you know, six months ago. So you can't reveal everything. Come on now. Oh, boy, I don't know why I'm going that way tonight. But I think I'm ringing some bells in this house. Come on. And so God allows us to go through some things that we've gone through. And I tell you, it's going to make you a better person. You're saying, I don't know how in the world that I can become a better person after what I just went through. God's going to use your misery today to be ministry tomorrow. Come on, somebody. Am I at the right house? Praise God. The Bible is filled with typologies. It's filled with scenarios and metaphors and symbols. Come on now. Amen. And what about parabolical truths? Oftentimes, when Jesus was painting a picture. He knew how to drive a point home. He would use parables that people were familiar with in that day. And you know what? Amen. To bring out a spiritual truth. So it is tonight in our text. When you deal with the potter and the clay. I almost preach on the potter's perspective. Come on now. It's how the potter sees you. Amen. This is so powerful. Ladies and gentlemen. But one of the things you must understand. I'm going to give you three points and I'm going to get out of your way. Number one brokenness is a blessing because it puts you on the road of breakthrough. Let me say that again. Amen. Every, every situation you've gone through that deals with brokenness, it puts you on the road of breakthrough. And if you're going through something right now in your life that maybe you've never experienced before, guess what? You are a candidate for one of the greatest breakthroughs in your life. I think I'm talking to somebody in this room. Come on, somebody. Amen. Here, here. Your pain won't last forever. Come on. Sooner or later, amen, there's a healing that's about to 
to take place for somebody sitting in this room right now. My God, God told me to tell you that your struggle is over and you can praise God. Come on. Amen. It's time for some of y'all to throw a party and start giving God praise for what he's about to do. Whoa. Brokenness is a blessing. Nobody, you know, can really understand that when you're going through because we only have one prayer. Jesus, hurry up and get me out of this. Am I the only one? Psalms 51, 17 says, the sacrifices of God is of a broken spirit. Amen. And a broken and a contrite spirit, God will not despise. One translation says, God will not ignore. Amen. So listen, don't run from brokenness. Look at your neighbor and tell him, don't run from brokenness. Jesus says it like this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. They shall see God. Amen. And the power of God shall flow again in their life. Amen. There are three types of brokenness in scripture. Ladies and gentlemen, there's brokenness through circumstances. And if you're dealing with a circumstance right now, you're going through there. Amen. That brokenness, amen, is going to bring a blessing out of your life. What about, what about Hannah? You know, uh, now uh, uh, Elkanah is married to, uh, to two women that's living in the same house. How many know that's a problem already? Just look straight ahead. Don't try this at home. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hey, man, you're sharp tonight, man. But anyway, uh, uh, but, but listen, here's what happened. Now, you've got Penina. Amen. The Bible says she have what? Ten sons. Ten. Ten. And Hannah has no children because the Lord had shut up her womb. Not the devil, but the Lord. Anybody read that? And so now the scripture says that Penina provokes her every day. Amen. I don't know what she said. You know, it's not in scripture what she said. But the, the Bible says uh, her adversary provokes her on a day-to-day basis. And, and, you know, in biblical time, if a woman didn't have children, she was considered a curse. Uh, biblical time, under the law, not under grace. Can you say amen? Some of y'all wish that you didn't have no children. But anyway, let me keep on preaching. Oh, I just wish I had children. And the people had children say, I wish I didn't have children. (laughs) Hello. See, life is funny sometimes. Single people want to be married. And then there's some married people want to be single. Somebody said they're like flies on the door screen. Come on, somebody. The flies on the outside are always trying to get in. And the flies on the inside, some of them are trying to get out. You don't have to say, man, just look straight ahead and say, I understand. Hello. And then the single person said, oh, God, I'm so tired of being single. I'm jumping in this big empty bed every night and I'm crying myself to sleep. And then the married person is saying, Lord, how do I get this joker out of my bed? (laughs) Look straight ahead. Okay. Some of y'all, I don't know what to say about you. Come on now. Amen. But listen to me. Amen. Circumstances. And the Bible says, while she's provoking her daily. Amen. Nah, 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 nah. Hannah can't have no baby. I don't know what she was saying, but she made Hannah mad. Amen. But guess what happened? She drove her to her prayer closet. And the Bible says she began to pray. Come on. Even in a broken state in her life. My God. Now, Hannah was praying for a man child, but God wanted a voice because there was no voice in all of Israel. Come on, somebody. Amen. And now God hit the barren womb of a woman by the name of Hannah. And now comes forth, ladies and gentlemen, little baby Samuel. And Samuel's name means ask for or ask of God. 
Hannah name means grace. Come on. And I don't know who God sent me here to talk to, but he's getting ready to grace somebody that's in this house. And whatever you've been asking God to do, you ought to praise him in advance right now. Come on. Take about 30 seconds and give God praise right now. I can't hear you in the house. Give God praise. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Come on, give him praise tonight. Thank you, sir. I said God's getting ready to grace somebody through some situations. Number one, listen, amen, there's brokenness through circumstances. Number two, there's brokenness through our own choices. How many know sometimes we make dumb choices? Okay, nobody said nothing over here. Let me try it over there. Sometimes we just make bad choices. Amen. You can't say like flip whistle the devil made me do it. No, you did that. Come on, somebody. And it's all right to say, Lord, I missed it this time. I made a bad choice. And sometimes good people make bad choices. Even in church. Come on now. Hey, man, I'm trying to get you free tonight. Praise God. Amen. Sometimes through our own choices, brokenness come. And then through empathy. Ladies and gentlemen, God allows us to go through what we go through so that we can have some compassion for somebody else. And let me tell you something. We're dealing with a hurting world today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My God, and if you don't have compassion, they're not going to leave a place of judgment and come and sit in a church and watch, amen, everybody else judge them. They will turn around at the door. Come on. And let me tell you, when they come in here, they're coming in here with a truck load full of issues are you hearing what I'm saying so we can't do a double take and we can't stare at them and, and make them feel amen lesser than come on somebody but there we go but the grace of God Woo! are you hearing what I'm saying amen that's why I wanted brother Allen to share his testimony because I think it's so powerful amen uh, you know it wasn't a preacher that had come and lay hands on him God spoke to him amen he gave his heart to God and now he's pastoring the church and God's using him in the kingdom of God and how many know if God did it for Pastor Allen. He can do it for anyone. God did it for you. God did it for me. Come on now. He can save anybody. That's the attitude we've got to have. Amen. It can't be a holier than thou attitude. Brokenness, amen, keeps us humble. And I've never seen so many arrogant people in church. Come on, somebody. Amen. They walk around as if they're spiritual. Ooh. Amen. And they really look spooky. Come on, somebody. Amen. There's nothing holy about you looking, you know. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Religious people always have their nose turned up like they're smelling something. Huh? Amen. And, And those kind of people, amen, the room light up when they walk out of it. (laughs) not when they walk in when they walk out all of a sudden the room lights up come on somebody y'all know a few people like that don't you dare look at them (laughs) hallelujah and then ladies and gentlemen brokenness invites amen the grace of God into our lives aren't you glad about that let me give you the text and then I'm going to pray for some people tonight amen I sent something in this house ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters amen the potter's perspective God speaks to Jeremiah and he says Jeremiah here's what I want you to do get you a pen and get you a pad amen and I want you to go down to the potter's house amen and I want you to sit there and watch the potter do his work 
work. Amen. While he's rotting the work on the wheel, I don't want you to say anything. I just want you to listen and I want you to watch and I want you to hear the words of the Lord. Come on. Not your own words, but the words of the Lord. And so now he goes down to the potter's house and now there's the potter working with the clay. My God. Amen. And he's getting ready to tell you what the potter thinks about you. He knows that the vessel, ladies and gentlemen, that, that he's making has been marred and broken, but he chooses not to throw it away. This is powerful. The Bible says he made it again. Amen. He's willing to work with it. Wow. Even though it has some issues, but he's still willing to work with it. Aren't you glad he's still working with you? Okay, uh, I can't speak for you, but, but I still got some stuff I need fixed in my life. Uh, maybe, maybe you've arrived. Show me how you got there. Come on, somebody. Amen. But you know what? I have to hug the altar every day. I still have to repent every day. I still have to cry out to God every day. Come on. That don't make you less than who you are. Matter of fact, amen, it attracts God to you because in my weakness, I was made strong. I wish I had a witness up in here. Aren't you glad he's still working with you? Amen. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Amen. Y'all remember those songs years ago as children? Amen. But he made it again. Not, not another one. Amen. But he took what was broken. Amen. And he didn't throw it away. Lord have mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I'm glad he didn't throw me away, aren't you? Amen. And, and he's sitting there watching the potter. Amen. Amen. Raw to work on the wheel. And then now God, amen, speaks through Jeremiah. And Jeremiah says to the house of Israel, Cannot God do to you what the potter is doing to the clay? Notice this. Number one, the clay, amen, gave way to the potter. Not one time did the clay say, I want you to make me like this. Huh? Not one time did the clay says, hey, hey, I want to be tall. I want to be short. I want to be thin. Don't we all? Huh? But that didn't happen. Amen. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And let me tell you something. Amen. When God made you, he didn't make a mistake. Okay. I've never seen a time where people are so unhappy with themselves. Come on now. Everybody's trying to keep up with the latest fad. Come on. My God. And some of you don't know who you are because you're running in a circle like a chicken with his neck cut off because you're trying to be everybody, amen, other than who God created you to be. But I made up in my mind, I'm going to be the best mean that I can be. Come on, how many is comfortable in the skin that you're in? Hello, somebody. My God, if God wanted you to be something else, he would have made you that way. He made you. Listen, amen. Ain't nobody on earth have the same fingerprints than you have. Amen, because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord, have mercy. Amen, but people are not happy with themselves. Amen, they think they're too big and everybody goes on a diet and then everybody crashed the diet. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And then you see people walk around that weigh 80 pounds and they think they're cute and they need a buffet. <laughs> Hallelujah. All you see is teeth and bones. <laughs> Ain't nothing sweet about that. Eat. Come on, somebody. But you're trying to be like everybody else. Okay. I lost half of y'all right there. 
Somebody's going to pig out after this service tonight. <laughs> like I'm going to Cracker Barrel. Hallelujah. Listen to me. <laughs> Some of you already made the plans. Cracker Barrel. I hope he ends about a certain time. What time does it close? You've already checked it out. Listen to me. But anyway, that's all right. That's cool. Amen. But he, he's watching him, and he's watching him raw to work on the wheel. And, and while Jeremiah's watching him, amen, God is speaking to Jeremiah and said, Jeremiah, you see how he's working with that clay? That's how I want to work with Israel. Amen. But they've got to submit themselves. Come on, somebody. They've got to humble themselves. I can't work on them when they're trying to make themselves, when they're trying to do it. How many people that you know, amen, that won't, will not and won't let go, amen, they've got to be in control, amen? Amen. And God says, I can't fix you if you're too busy trying to fix yourself. Wow. So we have to come to a point of what? Brokenness. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, amen. He says, I'm, I simply want to bring you to a place where you humble yourself, where you say, God, I can't do this. Amen. As long as you're trying to do it, as long as you're trying to make it work, come on now. Amen. Then you know what? Then, hey, God is standing by and saying, I can't do it unless you let go of it. But you've got to be willing to let go. Some of you right now, you feel like you still have a handle on things and, and you can make it work. And, and, and I'm going to do it like this. But you know what? Holy Spirit's going to ride you like a wild Mustang until you're broken. Come on, somebody. Praise God. Amen. And let me tell you something. He knows how to break you in all the right places. Lord, have mercy until you'll come up and say like Jesus said, it's not even my will, but let thine will be done. Come on. I'm talking about the kind of breaking that Jacob experienced experience where the Bible says where he wrestled with the angel all night amen until the break of day and when he got up the next morning amen his thigh was thrown out of place come on somebody amen and there he was wrestling but look what happened the Bible says he had the encounter where at the brook of Jabbok amen Jabbok means a place of breaking hello somebody it was that same Jacob amen that when God finished dealing with him he changed his name to Israel oh you're hearing what I'm saying what's your name Jacob my name is Jacob no your name's not Jacob your name is Israel you're a prince of God. Amen. And he wrestled with the angel. But Jacob came to a point of brokenness. Here's the problem with Jake. He was so used to doing things his own way. Amen. He knew how to get his hustle on. Hello. He tricked people all of his life. Amen. But how many know the trickster got tricked? Because here's what happened. He cheated his uncle. Amen. He took, you know, the, the spotted cows and, 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 and my God, he made them breed with one another. And, and, you know, I mean, he did a whole lot of stuff. But guess what? Uncle Laban got him back. Because now he's in love with Rachel. And he gives him big-eyed Leah. I'm sorry, y'all. That's the scripture. I didn't make that up. Okay. And so he wakes up, he goes to a feast, and then he wakes up the next morning and gets ready to grab his wife and kiss her. And he looks over and says, oh, I got her sister, which was Leah. And so now he's got to work seven more years for the woman he loved. Laban knew that it was against the law or the custom in that day that, amen, the older sister was always married before the younger sister. 
And so because of this, amen, Laban knew the custom of the day. So he gets seven more years of labor out of Jacob. So Jacob works 14 years for the woman that he really loved. And the Bible says it was as if it was a few days. Because how many know when you love something or someone, you're willing to work for it? Amen. Have you ever been in love? Some of y'all have been so long you don't forgot about it. Okay. Just look straight ahead. <laughs> like, I don't know. Help them, Jesus. But look what happens, y'all. And I'm closing with this. Amen. Now, Jacob, this same Jacob, now his name is Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, amen. He's in the womb of his mother, and he's grabbing the heel of Esau. Y'all know the text. His name means heel grabber. Praise God. After he's born, now he's grabbing his brother's birthright. Come on, somebody. But in the third stage of his life, he's not grabbing heels or he's not grabbing birthrights, but now he's grabbing God. Come on, somebody. Woo, hallelujah. You know why? Because he's been broken. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's come to the point of realization that I can't do this on my own. I'm tired of playing games. I'm tired of tricking people. And I'm tired of getting my hustle on. I need a touch from God. Whoa, is there anybody in the house tonight that's trying, listen, that's tired of trying to do it your way? Woo, my God. Just touch your neighbor and tell him, let it go. Let it go. Tell him, give it up and let God do it. Let God do it through you. Come on, somebody. Are you tired of having a broken heart? Are you tired of repeating the cycle over and over and over again? I'm talking to somebody in this room tonight. Praise God. So what did he do? The Bible says it was marred in the potter's hand. And I'll close with this. But he didn't throw it away. He picked it back up and he made it again. Woo. I don't know about you, but I was marred in his hand. Come on, somebody. And some of you were marred in his hand. But I'm glad he kept on working with me. I'm glad he helped me close. Come on, somebody. I'm glad he said, I'm not going to throw you away. I'm glad he decided to make me over again. Come on. And I'm glad I was broken in all the right places. I snapped, I crackled, but baby, I didn't pop. Come on, somebody. I'm still here by the grace of God. Amen. I was cracked, but he still loved me. Come on, somebody. I was wounded, but he still loved me. Can I get a witness here? I was weak and worn, but he still loved me. I was lonely. I was hurt. I was destitute, but he still loved me. I was damaged and depressed, but God still loved me. Somebody give him a praise in the house. Woo! And I need you to find the neighbor and look at him and tell him he still loves you too. Come on, somebody. My God, he knows how to put us back together piece by piece. Amen. Flawed, but still favored. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I was flawed, but I'm still favored by God. Woo, God, I feel you tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, amen, you have to understand, amen, that listen, there's a process that we must go through. We want the power and the promotion, but it doesn't happen without a process. 
Now I understand. Oh, now I get it. Come on. You can't have one without the other. Amen. You can't have deliverance without dilemmas. Come on, somebody. You can't have opportunities without opposition. You cannot have blessings without battles. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And everybody knows there's no testimony without a test. Hello. We love, we love wearing the cross. Huh? There's cross wearing, but amen. But there's no cross bearing. And there's a difference in wearing the cross and bearing the cross. Hello, somebody. Oh, we got all these little signs and bumper stickers. Honk if you love Jesus. But don't pull in my lane. My good friend pastored a very successful church. He said he was taking some of the elderly home from the church. And, and he said, you know, they had just come out of a great service. And they were just singing on the van, you know. Some of the old hymnals, they was just singing. And, and uh, the old grannies were all excited. And, and he said a man pulled out in front of him. And, uh, and he honked his horn. And, uh, and he says, watch it, buddy. And he said the guy threw up a half a piece sign. Y'all know what a half a peace sign is. Okay, just act like you ain't been saved too long. Come on, somebody. Amen. And he says, that made me real angry. And he said, he's driving, amen, the, 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 family, the friendly family community church van. He says, when the guy threw up a half a peace sign, he floored that thing. And he started going behind that guy. And he said, I was trying to catch him. And he said, I run a couple stoplights. Hello, somebody. And he, yeah, I'm serious. The pastor of the church. Hello. Amen. And he says, he was up to about 81 or 82. And he was about ready to blow the engine up in that old van. And he said, my wife hit me on the arm and says, what are you doing? He says, oh, 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 I forgot. <laughs> and the writing on the side of the van was, welcome to the friendly family community church. <laughs> and he said, had I caught that guy, I would have beat his brains out. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hello. My God, we got these little wristbands. What would Jesus do? Well, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, y'all. Hey, man. Hallelujah. I know people can get on your last nerves. I haven't been in church all these years, and I know sometimes they can make you want to go there. Have, have anybody ever got on your last nerves? Come on, let's confession tonight. Have you ever had the spirit of cuss come on you? <laughs> I didn't say through you. <laughs> oh, y'all look, all of y'all look guilty. Everybody on this road going to hell tonight. Come on, somebody. Y'all need Jesus real, come on, in a bad way. Help me, Jesus. I'm telling people will make you go there. They will. Amen? You have to close your eyes and speak in tongue all at the same time. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But you know what? Sometimes God uses people to bring brokenness to our lives. Come on now. Praise God. Are y'all all right? They just got saved. They're going to heaven now. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I'm closing with this. He says, listen, cannot I do with you just like the potter's working with the clay? Okay, 
You may have some hang-ups. Your attitude may need to be checked. But are you willing to lay it on the altar and say, God, tonight I'll become clean? Amen. I'm going to lay my old stubborn will down. Hello. Boy, it's quiet now. Because sometimes our attitude, you know, we always look at sins of the flesh. Oh, the sins of the flesh. And yes, sins of the flesh are sins of the flesh. But some of us need a checkup from the neck up. We need an attitude check. Amen. Because people are nasty to you don't mean you've got to be nasty to them. Come on now. You can still be nice to them even when they're nasty to you. But how many know you can't do that in your own strength? But you can do it in the strength of God. Oh, come on now. Talk back to me. We're in revival, y'all. Praise God. How many will be honest? I'm, I'm giving the altar call here in just a sec. How many will be honest and say, you know what? There are some things I, I need to get back on the potter's wheel. Hello? Because I still have some cracks in my armor. Hello, I still got some areas that I need him to work on. And guess what? That's all right. And you know what? Sometimes he has to put us on that wheel and start spinning us and spinning us. And some of you are here tonight and say, I don't understand this. I love God and I'm trying to do his will. But I feel like I'm in a season of spinning. And I feel like my life is spinning out of control. No, your life is spinning in control. Can you say amen? God says, I got you on the wheel. And I'm spinning bitterness out of you. I'm spinning hatred out of you. I'm spinning unforgiveness out of you. And some of us got hell in us and he's spinning hell out of us. Woo! My God, I know. It seems like your life is in a spinning zone. You're just like a spinning top. My God, and God says, I got you there. This is not the devil. Come on, somebody. He says, I got you there because I'm spinning some things out of you because I'm getting ready to use you. In a capacity that you never thought that you could be used. Amen. How many is willing to humble themselves and say, Lord, whatever you want to do to me and through me, I make myself available. How many is here tonight to say, you know, not my will anymore. Amen. I, I've had it my way long enough. Come on, somebody. Yeah. How's that working for you? Huh? Where, where, where have that gotten you? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, now Jacob finds himself walking with a limp. And I know later on that the limp changes, but now he's not walking sturdy. And when you walk with a limp, you have to depend on someone else to help you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And let me tell you what happens with the limp. When you're walking with the limp, now you've got to lean on somebody else. Now you find yourself clinging to somebody else. Because you don't walk straight anymore. And God says, I'm looking for clingy Christians. Somebody that will cling to the cross. Somebody that will cling to the promises of God. Somebody to say, I can't, I can't even walk without him holding my hands. Come on, somebody. I don't walk like I used to, but thank God, amen, I'm closer to God than I've ever been. Because now I'm not standing in my own strength, but I'm clinging to him. Can you say amen? Where are my clingers tonight? Where are those that say, I can't make it another day without God? Where are those tonight that say, listen, I'm tired of my heart being broken in the same place? 
broken to be made whole. Everybody standing, just remain standing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Woo. All the hell, the hardship, the hurt, and the heartbreaks that you've been through. Come on now. Amen. There's got to be something in front of you. And you need to understand that God is saying tonight, you may be cracked, but you're still in his hands. I want you to look at your neighbor for the last time and say, neighbor, I know you got some cracks in your life and some imperfections, but you're still in his hands. He haven't thrown you away. He haven't given up on you. Come on, somebody. You may have tripped and you may have fallen, but the word of the Lord said, a just man falls seven times, but the Lord will raise him up again. Amen. How many know he is a God of restoration? He really is. And listen, you can't preach restoration, and then when people fall, you kill them. The church has been famous for that. Preaching restoration. But then when someone makes the mistake, we finish killing them. But no, tonight, I'm coming back to God. I'm broken, but I'm coming. I'm hurting, but I'm coming. You know what? I'm clinging, but I'm still coming. Thank you, Lord. I'm still coming. I'm still coming. I may not act like everybody else because I haven't been in this thing as long as you have. But I know one thing, I'm still clinging to the cross. Amen. And I'm flawed in some areas, but I'm still favored by God. He still loves me. And the Bible says, amen. He says, as the clay was in the potter's hand. He says, Israel, I want you to know that you're still in my hands. Marred, but I'm still, I still belong to him. Broken, but he said, that's still mine. Hurting, but still mine. And here's what's going to happen. He's going to bring you to wholeness. And now you're going to turn around and start ministering to other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You can't see it now because of the severity of the pain. Oh, no. But God's getting ready to turn some things. 